Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Banning, California. Hi, and I'm Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the exhibition coordinator for Marking Time, which is uh, on exhibition, well, actually the opening will be at Brown University, September 16th through December 18th. And I'm also the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project with Miranda Mims. Um, Seth isn't with us this week. Um, he's on a writing retreat, uh, working on his uh, next book, uh, which I'll be excited to hear about when he gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and so this week we're talking, it'll be fun to see where the conversation goes. So Seth isn't here and it's not that, you know, we can, the three of us can talk about anything together, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought I just wanted to like, what would be something fun to do with Steven? Cause I figured Steven would have some good things, uh, to, to bring up for the topic. And I know I do. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, and the topic is basically what's the strangest thing that you've ever believed? Um, and then kind of an attendant question, like what's the strangest thing that you still kind of believe a little bit, even though you're pretty sure like it, it, you know, you know, you kind of think it might be crazy that you think it. So, um, so anyway, I've got I've got some good ones. Uh, I, I've got some doozies, I think. So, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so Stephen, do you want to start us? I don't us? Mind I mean, you starting. know, it's, it's like take turns or whatever. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. So it, as soon as you mentioned it, I went immediately to extraterrestrial life. Immediately, okay. um, and I remember thinking of your question and going, "Well, I haven't really given it up. What I've done is I've started to attach it to the moments in which." It, I was obsessed with it, right? Mm-hmm. And there were moments of extreme um, existentialism or extreme, uh, what would you call it, isolation and just feeling a lost, I guess. And also feeling very much like I wanted to break open some different way of thinking about the world other than the way it had been told to me, either through religion, politics, or even the way we understand English, right? And I yeah. was like, it's, so it's it's... It's that it's that idea that um, I was looking up this um, phrase, or not phrase, but this idea is the Drake equation, which I'm sure you're aware of, right? Mm-hmm. There's no sure set. Of, I is, set. Hmm? No, no, go ahead. So oh, why don't you gloss it though? So yeah, it's. Uh, um, I'm actually going to not even gloss it. Just read it. A set of uh, multiple factors that track the various phenomena thought to be necessary to get intelligent life. It is not a mathematical, mathematical fo- uh, formulation of a of physical process, because everybody sort of breaks it down differently. Whether it's the um, number of co- uh, number of ga- uh, universes, galaxies, and so forth, as well as you know taking into account the physics of the Goldilocks zone, where mm. you discover a sun and it has multiple planets orbiting, but there's that one plant or two planets that are in this space where you can have mm. water, which we think is essential to life and how we understand life. Yeah. And so, you know, that there's a darker p- portion to the Drake equation too, which is the great filter. Do you know this one? Oh no, please, please. I'd okay. Love well, no, no, I'll tell, well, let's, I'll jump in with the great filter after you, you keep well, going with the, your thing. Well, this is a back and forth. Please tell me about okay, this. I okay. want to hear about the so, dark part. Okay. So the, <laughs> the idea is obviously, you know, different people have had different answers to this Drake and, you know, some people mm-hmm. say, well, the, there should be. Uh, millions of civilizations at this point or something like that. But we've seen none of them. Mm -hmm. And so the speculation is that um, because of the nature of cooperative and competitive life, Mm -hmm. that once any civilization reaches a sufficient level of advancement (laughs) to begin to think about extra, uh, to to begin to think about interstellar exploration, Mm -hmm. that, war and destruction is on a species wide scale attends that. And so there's Mm -hmm. something called the great filter, which essentially means that no, you know, no civilization quite makes it there or only one or two make it through the great filter Mm -hmm. to the other side of, you know, some kind of like tech utopia or whatever. So, 
I've heard the idea before. I didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. That the great filter, which is awesome, but not yeah. awesome at all. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's really, it's really terrible. <laughs> so would you, um, would you, um, how would you um, think about it in relationship to the Kardashian scale, this type one civilization, type two civilization, type three civilization, which is where we are approaching it and on earth is this idea our energy consumption comes from the sun, but we can't harness it in a particular yeah. major uh-huh. way. Um, yeah. Type two, obviously, is that the civilization capable of harnessing the energy radiated by its own star. And so you have the Dyson Fear and these other things that have sort of been explored oh, that's, in sci-fi. That's type two. That's type yes. two is the, the okay, mm-hmm. that's the Dyson Sphere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then are there speculatively type three? They're type three and actually new types as well. But type three is really you're possessing the the ability to to harness energy from your galaxy. So not even yeah, just your sun. Yeah, so we're nowhere near any of you're that. You're a go- you're a god essentially. At right. That point. There's a oh, you know. But what's exciting about this? Well, not about the great filter, but I like thinking about how can we know what we think we know if we're using mm. instruments to like SETI and these other kinds of instruments um, to, to measure uh, sound wave. I'm not sound waves, but uh, what do you call those things? Oh my God. Radio waves. Radio, Radio waves. From, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And converting them into um, sound. But I'm, I'm really, I think what excited me the most about, um, about um, extraterrestrial life or the idea that we could travel through stargates <laughs> and, and it's interesting because none of this, none of my um, exploration or, or barely any of it is influenced by sci-fi. It's mainly by science mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it's by um, uh, theoretical physics. So it's mm-hmm. those two things. So like if you put me at a Star Wars film, I go, but they're just worn in space. Who gives a fuck about that? I don't care about any of that. <laughs> I like those. Uh, I liked, I really enjoyed Arrival with Amy Adams. Did you see that? I did see Arrival, yeah. Uh-huh. I, it's funny. I saw it. It was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> did no, you like no, it? No, no, no. I, I really liked it. I The reason I said it like that is mm-hmm. because I always, um, I confuse them. Uh, so I had to, I was parsing it in my head at the same time. I, I confuse Arrival with Contact, even though I know they're they're different. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. They, I was like, okay, which one is, uh, it's the redhead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. <You know? laughs> so anyway, so that's what I was doing when, uh, when you asked. So you could also parse it by Oscar because Amy Adams has been nominated. Like she's becoming that most nominated actress who hasn't won yet. And that, is you know, Jodie okay. Foster, know. of course, has yeah. won like two or three, I guess, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have yet to see contact, but you're the second person to mention contact in two days. It's good. It's yeah. Good. Someone told me, I was telling them what we were I, talking about today. So I might have to check that out. Okay. I kept. I can't believe you haven't seen Contact. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, that seems like it's I right was, up your alley. I wasn't in that zone then. And then I have, okay. I am, even Arrival took me by surprise. It did. It, I didn't know what to expect from it, but I love the, um, is it Ari, Ari Astrid? I think I forget the director's name. He does other things that I like. So I was like, I'll try this. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. can can we can we poke around the UFO thing? So, sure. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the limits of what you believe? And like what? So you know the oh, thing like is the with, objects you, have, you have like yeah no uh, yes and no like so I was thinking a little bit about you know so when you have kind of when we have fringe beliefs like mm-hmm. even within the fringe there are things that like no that's too far out and so you've got kind of like oh, Russian yeah. dolls of like yes. like you know, things that you will accept as possible. And then, you know, sometimes yeah. you're in a French community and the, and you like, you know, you take a detour and you're like, whoa, no, I don't think that that person <laughs> yes. is crazy. So I, I went through that, you know, this is, I'm not bringing it back to that, but you know, this was mm-hmm. a really tough line for me to walk around my contrarianism with COVID. Like I question mm-hmm, this, I question mm-hmm. this. I'm like, Oh no, they're not microchips. Definitely not. <laughs> so it's they're like, you know, not so, so, so for, for you, for UFOs, um, oh, yeah. like what's, it's, what's out? Like, are, I assume, I assume anal probes are like beyond the pale and we don't think that those are a real thing. So if I could, ex- so I'll say this about, Probes, because I was actually reading an article you sent to me in 2018 from the New York Magazine okay. that I had okay. not read. 
So I was like, I guess I'll read okay. it now. Called Reason to Believe. How seriously should you take those recent reports of UFOs? And this was, I think, after. Oh, we the talked about this on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what was exciting about it was, you know, it, it just covered a lot of things. It was covering abductions mm-hmm. and different people in the government who had a stake in it, scientists and so forth, or your regular um, average Joes like Betty and Barney Hill, um, who had a, an interracial couple that had that claimed to be abducted and that their stories to the, the day they died, they were like, no, we were. And I thought from, for a moment, I was like, that's really interesting. But I put that over there because they had a, a brief mo- a brief line about probing. And I said, you know, I need to play with, <laughs> wait to say it. I need to play with probing. But it's, it was exciting to me as an idea to, like, okay, so I'm going to answer your question, then I want to go back to something else I was thinking. No, no, so no, please. The, the I'm not going over there is, it's really pretty much almost every single episode of Ancient Aliens, where mm. <laughs> sure, <laughs> apparently aliens always went to places with non-white people to build pyramids, <laughs> to do all yeah. that, because yeah. these people couldn't be that, you know, technologically yeah. advanced. And occasionally there was someone on there that would would debunk not debunk it but just go eh you know come on what what about mm. Stonehenge what about these other places so so that's where I won't go with it well I will go with it is that I love the um the way it it forces us to think about our our smallness because almost mm. every major science discovery or discovery about the universe makes the world our ideas about ourselves smaller and smaller. And we're pretty self-involved, you know, as a species, thinking everything sort of revolves yeah. around us. And we've got the historical record for it, the scientific record for it, people being thrown into jail because they were like, no, 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 we actually revolve around the sun and things don't revolve around us. And they're like, kill them, you know, only to de- um, less than a century yeah. later go, oh, yeah, he was right. The <laughs> mathematics works out. Um, so I think that because this morning I was like just dr- thinking through news reports, local news. Well, a man said he was actually abducted, but we, you by our tone, we're like, no, he wasn't. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll interview him. So that gives mm-hmm. them um, ratings and whatnot to the Oprah's and those talk shows to the more serious articles and serious documentaries where mm-hmm. they've got more. Well, it could because basically he's passing all the um, lie detector tests. But the mm. mind is an amazing thing. The yeah, mind absolutely. is an amazing yeah. thing. So, but what groups of people are saying, no, we saw something. I'm a little bit more on board with that than just the one person because it's hard to evaluate mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any of the information really and I don't know the people and the lie detector test, faulty, whatever. Yeah. So, but I, as far as I go, I just don't go to pyramids with it. But I'm more interested in what it does for the mind to think about one being not alone in the universe and maybe not being important enough mm-hmm. <laughs> by other civilizations, uh, cosmic civilizations to come and to talk to us. So that's mm-hmm. one part of it for me. I'm like, that's kind of fun and exciting. Yeah, yeah I guess, you know, I mean, it's that I, for I, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I am not, I'm open to the UFO idea. I don't think. You know, if I had to wager, I would say not. Yeah, I would say we aren't visited by extraterrestrials. But I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say for me. I think the chances are zero. Okay. I actually don't buy at all. You know, I've heard this. So I've been around those ideas and read about them for long enough to kind of develop my own opinions mm-hmm. about certain things. One one that I eject, reject out of hand is this idea, like, well, why would we be so important for people to come here? Because we're life and because like we fucking study ah, ants mm-hmm. and like, and, and not because, you know, I mean, we study microbes, we study like, because oh, no, life absolutely. Mm-hmm. on its own is compelling. Yeah. And of course, if we found oh, some strange place, we didn't expect life to be, of course mm-hmm. we would go check that out and not because mm-hmm. we wanted to subjugate them necessarily, though we right. might. <laughs> if you, well, I mean, if you all our movies are like, like <laughs> all of our movies are com- largely combative unless yeah. they're ETs and then they're just aliens that are just trying mm-hmm. to get home or whatever. Other than that, they're trying yeah. to steal our water, but they can get water almost in any other place. Knock it the oh. fuck off. <laughs> so the yeah, anyway. wa- I know the water one was such an awful, awful, awful turn. Um, it, what was yeah. the name of Shyamalan's movie? Um, 
Oh, this is um, Signs with Mel Gibson. Signs, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mel uh, and there yeah. are other ones, I think. Terrible. There's one that had like a title like Battlefield Earth, but that's the John Travolta film. That's the, um, what do you call it? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's like all Dutch angles. And I'm like, what the fuck so are they you guys flew, even talking like, about? Like, you flew millions of miles and you didn't think like, oh, <laughs> we, we, we are vulnerable to 70% of this place. Let's put suits on. <laughs> like, Let's, I mean, no, no, uh, it's it, just it makes me laugh. It's terrible, and it's also it 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 reveals our. For me, I think it reveals our inability to think past our own bodies and our own vulnerabilities. It reveals Shyamalan's inability to think best his own body. Uh, if I well, were writing that movie, I would too. not have made that mistake. Yeah, I right. wouldn't have made that exactly. mistake. Well, you know, he he's an inter- people put him. People criticize him a lot. And I think he, I don't think he has the ability to pull, I think he has great ideas that he can't not finish, but really develop. That's what I think. I think he, he errs on the side at the end. Like his, he goes, oh, goodness gracious, like the water, like other things. And then I really just don't know what this morality tale was supposed to be about anyway, which is was, which is why I think Mel Gibson signed on. So. And there I think will it's be, kind of a King Arthur thing, honestly. You know, mm. kind of like the virility of the father returning. You know, like yes. swing away and kind oh, yeah. of faith in himself, that kind of thing. Swing so. away. I watch that film every now and again, and I skip through it because I just want to see the aliens, or I want to see who I think is a really good actor and a little scary, and it's the guy who played the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a really yeah. compelling actor. Really. He really is. So, I mean, I like him way more than Mel Gibson. Um, and I didn't see The Passion of the Christ, even though I hear there's another one coming. I'm like, <laughs> what, is, what else is there to do? How many, much yeah. more blood do you need to extract from yeah. that? Um, Harry Cavill's body, not Harry Cavill's body, that's Superman. There's another guy, Cavill, I think. I know who you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember his name, but I'm really not great with uh, with actors' names. The Yeah, uh, yeah the, the thing with Shyamalan is I feel like he is someone who is a great craftsman. And mm-hmm, student mm-hmm. of film and understands how those techniques work emotionally, okay. but whose I- ideas don't quite meet his craftsmanship. And oh, there was, I look at that. And, okay. And there was one film that it came together, you know, nearly perfectly with, which was obviously um, Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, but, you know, but even Sixth Sense, like you probably would, you know, maybe you'd watch it twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, I mean, once, maybe to see where if there were any the things that Easter you missed, eggs or right mm-hmm. something. Um, I agree with yeah. that. Did you so, like the village? I thought the village was really compelling at one point. I didn't see it actually, so I was kind of out at that point. I had watched them and I was like, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, so maybe it was. I mean, maybe I should go back and watch it then. I would recommend it, um, given well. I like to think that your bias won't stop you from enjoying something, but also like, oh, okay, well, I see where he's going with this. I, I, yeah, I think you probably. could do that. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, I mean, some people are just going to hate, and they're, that's what they're going to yeah, do. For sure. Show up, open the door, <laughs> and sit down with popcorn and hate, you know. And so <laughs> those people crack me up. I'm like, then what are you here for? Hate, you know? Um, <laughs> which was a really, really brief example. A friend of mine cannot stand Beyonce, and Beyonce has a new album out called Renaissance. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. He hadn't heard it. He heard it and it changed his whole life. He goes, I'm dancing. I'm singing. He goes, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, uh, you're an evolved human being. <laughs> you didn't, <laughs> you know, just didn't hate it immediately because of your hate of, yeah, or you your dislike it. of our other stuff. You actually, right. Which was exciting to yeah. me. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. It's awesome. So anyway, so I'd like to ask you about your, some of your ideas. Well, can we, I, I- I actually, I want, I I do want to jump to mine, but I actually wanted to add one other thing, which is, you know, we're talking about UFOs, like sort of, you know, pushing back up against, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's sort of interrogating ourselves around Uh our own fringe ideas. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, I don't remember the name of his book. I remember the name of the author, author, his name is Michael Murphy. And he kind of writes about, um, I, I guess he would basically be, um, defined as a new age author, but okay. he himself is not very new agey. So he writes about a variety of spiritual and exceptional phenomena in human beings. So mm-hmm. uh, whether they be kind, you know, like the marathon monks of Mount Haiho in Japan, the people that like, you know, don't drink or eat for three days and circumnavigate the globe. Well, um, 
love those people. And, or, you know, like yogis and stuff like that. He, uh, in one of his books, he talked about the similarities um, between alien abduction stories and sightings with uh, mm. with historical accounts of the sighting of angels yes. um, mm-hmm. and and ghosts and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you had, and you would kind mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you would kind of dropped in you know the power of the human mind like mm-hmm. the we you know when you are in a normal state of mind as mm-hmm. you and I and most people are most of the time mm-hmm. your mental capacities are you know kind of focused on navigating the world that as such right you know I got to get to work I got to go secure food I got to go pick up my kid from my cat or you know whatever you're like yes. it's, <laughs> you're you're engaged in the world but when when that kind of gets knocked off center and gets mm-hmm. turned inward and is filled with kind of the raw symbolism yes. of whatever your religion or what you're uh, using religion kind of capaciously in the mm-hmm. sense of like your worldview, your ideology, etc. cetera. Um, like the, the things that you can conjure and mm-hmm. the potency of those things yes. and the reality of those things is, I, I think it's extraordinary. And so, so and you're one example about the people to the day they died. They said like, no, no, like I bet, I mean, I bet that wasn't a, a put on. They, they, oh, no, they I agree. had yeah. this experience, like this really transformative traumatic experience. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that shaped their world. Um, it yeah, definitely. So. And no, I, so I'm glad that you brought that up because I've heard, that throughout my, I haven't named the period yet, my UFO period, my whatever period, <laughs> but it's, um, but what I loved about what during that time I was hearing, uh, these moments of I've saw, I've seen angels, but what if they were seeing UFOs? And the third <laughs> thing that I got, I mean, the thing that I took away from it was the, the human mind's power to, to move in ways that are so extraordinary that the only way to describe them as was divine. And so, mm-hmm. but, and so that excited me because it wasn't initially a, so you didn't see a UFO. It was, you saw something, something that was, that was what they say out, not ayahuasca, but some LSD lives in the body. Like they're different things, you know? Yeah. 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 These process, these um, things. My cat is so excited. I don't know why, but he just wants to <laughs> hug and play and be all awesome. I think it's because I've been gone for a few days, and when I came back, it was all over me. It's like, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting right here. So anyhow, um, what, so mine. You you okay? So, so mine, yeah, the mind, um, and so it just made me kind of like cults, right? And I mentioned this about cults in the um podcast before maybe mm. one or two episodes mm-hmm. where I just became a lot more sympathetic and more open and warm because of people wanting to be part of a community, wanting to get some answers about life and then being in a group in a community where, you know, maybe on the, on, at the beginning you're like, yeah, this is what I want. I want to be in a community of like-minded people and we're doing this. And of course, a lot of times it doesn't turn out to be that great at all, but I'm, I'm sympathetic to people who feel um, in this case, that their exp- not only their experience is valid, but it became, as you mentioned, it, the contours of it shaped their lives. And that mm. sometimes what's going on around them, economically, politically, socially, is squeezing mm. in. I think it was the turn of the night. Mm. I heard at the beginning of every 20, turn of the 20th, turn of the 20th century, there was a lot of spiritualism. There was a lot of culting. You know, just a lot of things were happening because there was this anxiety about this new era coming up. And mm-hmm. I actually feel like the that anxiety still exists. And I think that because we have more media, we're hearing more about these different cults mm-hmm. uh, that have either been um, established around the time of, oh, my God, there's, you know, there's um, we're not sure where, where um, our next not our next meal is coming from. But we're um, beginning to understand the global economy and how it impacts all of us, our political mm-hmm. situation. I read something this morning that said if if people are not feeling comfortable with their government, they're looking for other ways to feel comfortable and safe. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, we've talked about yoga, you know, and conspirituality and some of these other uh, media outlets that kind of give you these stories of how people feel. So I'm just thinking more, I'm just much more sympathetic to people who are religious, spiritual, UFOs and cults rather than that's some dumb shit. Don't do that. Right. Which is so easy because you absolve yourself of the responsibility to really hone in on the idea. But also you might have these ideas yourself. You might be suppressing them because you're terrified. Yeah. And you're you're just you're you're othering not to use, uh, you know, such an academic word, but you're kind of othering the the person in a way to divorce yourself from that possibility in Mm -hmm. your own life. And Absolutely. it really, it really kind of, it, it, it short circuits empathy, you know? So. Oh, that's a great uh, like, phrase. Yeah. Short circuits. Like, yes. Yeah. Like you can't, I mean, because of course you put enough pressure, you know, you're going to pop. I mean, this is what, yeah. you know, you put enough social pressure, you put enough a political economic pressure on someone, mm-hmm. not everyone, so, you know, but, but certain sensitive individuals, they're going to, they're going to pop. And, and I don't, yeah. and, and that's going to, I mean, it really, it kind of, it not kind of, it shapes the world. That pop shapes the world. So, you know, like, oh, yeah. I, the, what I, like the destruction of the second temple under mm-hmm. the Romans, mm-hmm. that's what presaged, that's what presaged the Jesus cult. That's what presaged like uh, rabbinical Judaism. Like, how about that? These things emerged from this, this collective cultural trauma. And which so, is rarely spoken about, by the way, as a context for those very religious moments. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, in amongst religious studies uh, folks, that's, you know, something that is, but no, it's certainly in in popular discourse, it's not something that people talk about, but. It's just the um, truth. It's just the truth. (laughs) Right. The end. And so, so those are probably, I didn't even really put this together, but more of those are coming. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is oh, more, yeah. more are coming. Um, and it, so this is a good segue to, to my thing, which okay, is, cool. it, so I was probably um, 19, 20, 21, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just after high school, but I had not, cause I went to a community college before I went to, uh, to do my degree at UCI. Um, okay. And it, this was in that, that period. Um, and I started, I don't remember how I got into it. I think mm-hmm. I found it, the book randomly, because yeah, I used to live in bookstores when they existed. Um, they still exist. Uh, Go to these bookstores. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the, yeah, there was, there was one, it was, it was before Barnes and Noble really took off. There was a place near us called Bookstar, mm-hmm. uh, which was a huge bookstore. It's kind of like a Barnes and Noble, but sort of more stripped down. And, uh, found a book there called Behold a Pale Horse. Ah, yeah. By, you know this book? I know the cover of it. <laughs> yeah, the bl- never blue, read it the blue, the blue cover. The with the, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like a high school project. Yeah. Um, and Milton Cooper is the right. So mm-hmm. this this book is, so it starts out with FEMA camps. And, you know, okay. like kind of basically, you know, kind of shadow government, um, okay. deep state in the conspiracy sense, oh, not, wow. in, not, not in the, not in the, uh, kind of critical theory sense, uh, because, you know, our political, uh, critical political theory, cause you know, that defense by, by populists that this is a term they've appropriated is true, mm-hmm. but they've appropriated it in a way that, you know, makes it kind of conspiratorial anyway. So it's, they, they called it, you know, the shadow government, but really, you know, deep state is what the word has become now or the phrases has, has turned into. And okay. you know, I was very interested and compelled and engaged by this idea that, you know, essentially at any moment, the world was going to turn into this kind of like cosmic struggle. I wouldn't have thought cosmic struggle, but that's really what it was between, you know, kind of people in the government or people in power, you know, kind of this like cyberpunk sensibility, you know, that, uh, you know, that giant corporations are going to take everything over. So, Mm -hmm. so I start, I, I got this book and, you know, I had, 
meetings with my friends about like how we would plan our our adult lives and stuff. To that, I was just, how like, old so were you? Embarrassing to, I was like, nice, <laughs> too old for this. I was like, too old. It's probably nineteen or twenty. Okay, um, come so, on, that's a great um, age for that. That's a great age. And you know, I mean, just I mean, so loopy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but it, what the, were some of the loopy things about it? Well, well, so here's, so here's, you know, here's the, here, I'll get into it. So, you know, I didn't sit down and read this book cover to cover. I was busy, I had other stuff to do. So, you know, I, I read about mm-hmm. a third of it and it, you know, it, when it was talking about kind of shadow governments and, and basically, you know, kind of the oligarchy and, and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, then the, the Bilderberg group started to come into it and the Illuminati started to come into yes. it and we're like, okay, all right, okay, I'm with you. Like, you know, old money and all this kind of stuff. Like, of the course, Ross old Giles. money is going to be connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all there. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then put the book down and then I'd read a little bit more, read a bit more. So, Mm-hmm. By the time, right around the halfway point, I think, give or take, it gets really crazy. Like, okay. really crazy. It, basically, that the Earth is going to become a prison planet. And, right, right, and, right, and right, right. Okay. The people are going to be marked. You know, this is the, you know, they're going to be marked with this is the sign of the beast thing. Yes, yeah, six, six, six. Um, and then the elites they're building a colony in space and mm. <laughs> they're going to leave the planet and people on earth are going to uh, basically, it's going to be like a kind of like a slave colony, penal mm-hmm. colony kind of thing. And okay. the elites are going to live on a moon around Jupiter and Jupiter is going to, Turn into a second star mm-hmm. called Lucifer. Oh, I thought it was um, Saturn. Saturn's supposed to be Lucifer. That's interesting. Oh. Okay. Oh, did I get it wrong? Maybe it's Saturn. I, 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 it's been I be so wrong. long. It's been so long. You're talking 30 years or something. So right. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, so you know, so you know this story then. So I, I it's, this is it, the only place that I've ever encountered it. Bits okay. and pieces, and I didn't even know it came from the um, Behold the Pale Pale Horse. It came from well, other. Who knows. Maybe he was collect. I mean, so this is the thing that's interesting. So obviously, even at that age, mm-hmm. by the time I got to Earth, is going to become a prison planet. I was a like, oh. mm-hmm. I was like, I spent a lot of time with this person. I probably need to go now. <laughs> About oh, okay, <laughs> so okay. It was it was it was too much. I mean, it was you know, I it was so I I indulged my conspiracy theory and read myself out of the conspiracy theory in the span <laughs> of, of a, of a long summer. Um, yeah. The summer but, romance with conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. The summer um, romance. Uh. So, but you know, the, the thing is a lot of, of the core tenets of this, which is like super, I mean, maybe it was collecting oral traditions. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have to you know, sort of think about it in that way. Like, okay, okay. I don't, I don't know that Milton Coo, I mean, it's clearly not his real name because mm-hmm. he had a whole, you know, made up backstory, you know, ex CIA, ex whatever. Right. Um, you know, maybe he was collecting oral traditions amongst, um, That's amongst a good point. kind of probably predominantly um, Anglo, Maybe Southern Anglo, uh, Southern and Southwestern Anglo, uh, um, working class traditions. Like, I mean, this you really. I mean, it's it's one of it's one of the unfortunate byproducts of kind of the way anti-racist rhetoric has captured mainstream mm-hmm. discourse, because it's really fascinating to examine these quote unquote white um narratives and stories that have emerged they're they're mm-hmm. not altogether i mean how is that altogether different from like the voodoo on idea of a zombie right i mean the oh, whole no, idea absolutely of, that's a good that's i like that too yeah the, the zombie is that like you gotta fucking work after you're dead like like you <laughs> right. e- even death is not gonna release you from being a slave even death so, or even a social death which is how i describe zombies there's a mm, social death to them which yeah. i think Given all the social that the the zombie shows and stuff, that was one of the things that kept coming up for me was are there we're just talking about social death here? And dispossession or being made into yeah. you know, like you said, even after that 
well, not even after that death, physical death, but more like just feeling like you are grist for the machine. That's it. Yeah. So, but the, even so, I, the only thing I'd want to add is that, so that's, that's the nuance, like, but for, but for actual, you know, actual, you know, like Haitians and people that, that like were on these slave plantations, mm-hmm. like the, the, I mean, obviously you, you're not there, but the oral tradition is that literally if you die, you can come back and you're still a slave. Like yeah. it's this, it's this totalizing, um, like kind of base subjugation terror. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Uh, and, and so I don't know that it's altogether different from, from this kind of this, like the flavor of conspiracy theory I'm talking about, like what their fear mm-hmm. is, is that they're going to be enslaved and these people are going to, you know, they're going to be people in power and people in control, but it does have a, it have a, it has a distinctly kind of, there's a kind of, uh, again, I always, I know it's clumsy and I know mm-hmm. quote unquote white is, but I, you know how much I dislike the, the, the racial parsing yeah. stuff. So, uh-huh. but I don't, it certainly contributes to a kind of white subculture, right? I mean, the, I'm not saying that only mm-hmm. white people believe this stuff. Not no, at all. it's being sold in Harlem. No, it's being sold yeah. on. That's where I first but, saw it. I actually looked it up. 1991 was when it was published. A be- Behold a Pay a Horse was published, uh-huh. it published in 91? Okay, yep. all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I must have, I guess I read it pretty soon after it came out then. Okay. Um. So anyway, so the, the I, but, you know, this... The idea of kind of these disenfranchised, uh, they all, the stories always supposedly come from disenfranchised in, people inside the institution. Right. The origins of the story uh, are, to my to my understanding, are often, if not basically always, um, kind of disaffected white males, and th- mm. this is this is their story of. Uh, this is kind of their myth of failure and why and why mm. they can't make it in the world. Oh, okay. So this has got its not its roots, but it can. There's a through line through incels and a through line through militia. Uh, yes, and through line yes. Through, I okay. think yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Thank you for for seeing where I was going with it. Yeah, that's. I, I think like I, I think that those there's there's a thread that connects mm-hmm. all of those things. And and I would as an anecdote. <clears throat> I won't say exactly who there's okay. someone I know that like really buys into QAnon stuff. Okay. And I saw that book on their wow. shelf. And so uh, like, okay. I, <laughs> I really do think that, that this connects to like kind of the sense of loss in this country mm. around like, how do we, how do we continue to think of ourselves as exceptional? Right. I mean, because Large scale mm. communities of strangers, like requ- they require this, like it's essential. Like you have to think there is something special about mm. all of these strangers in order for you to be bound together as strangers, because okay. you're not, you're not ever going to see each other. Right. So like if you're Christian, you're saved. Okay. If you're Buddhist, right. you know, you're twice born. I'm sorry. If you're Hindu, you know, you're twice born. If mm-hmm. you're Buddhist, um, you know, you're reincarnated, et cetera. So there's something special special there's some metaphysical connection like glue mm-hmm, that this mm-hmm. can operate off of and so as a as a as america america right we we became unmoored when when mm-hmm. we gave up the centrality of of kind of the white the white man's burden right the calling mm-hmm. to be right. to be white and to civilize the world and to do all mm-hmm, this kind of mm-hmm. stuff like this like we've just been kind of slowly coming unglued since then and like we're still living through that like we like as a culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we haven't really made the transition yet to a fully multiracial democracy like we Mm-mm. we don't know how to do that like how can we be special if we're not if if what makes us special isn't that we're white right that what's the thing that's going to make us special and and this is it's not no longer religion because there are a lot more right. that folks are leaving the church or yeah, even describing yeah. themselves as agnostic mm-hmm. in other ways. So this is powerful because it made me immediately think of Martin Luther King when he, just before he was assassinated, was talking with poor white farmers mm-hmm. who were crying to him. And so the this, the um, the theory is between that he and Malcolm X were starting, their movements were starting to become a lot more class-based as opposed mm-hmm. to racial. Yep. 
and that both of them had to go because that was the one thing that we couldn't tolerate, which was an uprising from poor people. We always have to let them think that they are better, at least than the poorest black person. The poorest mm-hmm. white person has got to be better than the poorest black Absolutely. person. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you've got to do a lot of gymnastics, mental gymnastics to do that. The um, What was exciting to me about what you said was like, if we're coming on more from this idea, I bl- love to think why why cling to those things because they are because they're, they were normalized and because they were ingrained and you were oriented with with feeling special about something right this thing and now you don't feel special and so now you're sort of um yeah. twirling out in the universe and grabbing onto these things and feeling like well at the very least i have my gun at the very least i'm a man at the very least i'm this and what that's just a really profound thing because I was like, well, why won't people, why aren't people in that unmooring, that moment, holding, letting that go and going, well, I want to be over here. I want to kind of think differently about that past. And I don't have to have that past to inform who I think I am yeah. or that I was duped and that I was duped. And if I were duped, then what does that say about the power structures themselves and becoming more thoughtful and engaged in that pursuit as opposed to um, doubling down or tripling down yeah. on the idea? Yeah, the only, I, I'm, fa- I'm with you on all of that. The only thing that, that kind of raised the hairs on the back of my neck a little bit was the, mm-hmm. the clinging to gun and clinging, clinging to masculinity. Like that mm-hmm. starts to feel like condescending and ju- I'm not, you're not, I know mm-hmm. you're not, I know that's not where you're coming from at all. I, it's I more know. of identity for me. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Then I'm yeah, thinking, you know, because I, who the fuck am I? I mean, I don't want guns and I don't want to think that my maleness um, makes me automatically, um, you know, better I than guess, a woman. Do you know? I guess, yeah, right. No, no, for sure. I guess I would say it's even larger than that in that I don't mm-hmm. know that any of us, Mm-hmm. Or the vast majority of us, maybe not any. That is, that's too strong. I okay. don't know that the vast majority of us can survive without that story. Like, do we real? Are mm. we really like here in this conversation, Stephen and Travis? And you know, I wish Seth was here, of course, too. Like, mm-hmm. do we do do we really not think that we're special? Like, do we really not like? Do we really not think that? that we are a little wiser and brighter and shinier and walking a little bit higher off the ground because we like walk up, because yes. yeah, because we, <laughs> because we know these things and see mm-hmm. these things. And, and you know, I just don't know, but you know, for, I would say, like, let's grant that. And we can say that there's even some positive things that come out of it. Cause you can use that to, to expand your, compassion you can use that right. to expand your empathy and whatnot but particularly at the level of culture so taking the personal out of it like the individual okay. out of it like at the level of culture it seems to me that we're steeped in this it seems to me that this is elite culture and this mm-hmm. is non-elite culture too right it's both i'm not saying it's oh the elites the elites you know i i, I know i've fallen into that trap sometimes with my rhetoric mm-hmm. um but that's more just because of the how the the tenor of the 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 conversations go. Of course, right. it's not just elite culture. It's also non elite culture. It's elite. Mm-hmm. It's subculture. It's all of them that that you need to believe that there is. You need to like not even like you need to believe like it's literally the precondition for your own existence as a member of a of of this of a larger corporate body that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you have some insight you have the secret sauce that you've got some insight into to what you know what's the skinny what's the real can we parse <clears throat> that secret sauce business because i was think i wrote your question down can we survive without that story this notion that they were special mm. could the special be expressed obviously the express that the specialness could be expressed in different ways so it doesn't have to be sure that you need to conquer something could be that, and I, I'll, I'll stop there briefly because initially what I wanted to lead with, and I forgot to do it, which is to say, I was asking myself, how can I feel special or feel useful in a society like this? And I said, my maleness, no, queerness, mm-hmm. no, 
blackness, no. Having money, no. Youth, no. Like mm. a lot of things, some of those things are <coughs> are mutable and other things change over time, right? I get older. I may mm. not have as much money. Da da, whatever. Intellect. There's always someone smarter than me. There's always someone good looking, better than looking at me. The only thing mm. I could come up with was helping other people. That was the only thing that I was like, I can feel special about that. Yeah, yeah. That it was connected to a larger community dynamic as opposed to manifest destiny or just going out rugged individualism. So I found that thing and I was like, well, so I'm offering that as a way to say, aren't there other ways that we can feel special other than? I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. And then why aren't (laughs) we then? I mean, the body politic, uh, not the body politic, I don't know what that means. The, um, I want to see more of that. And I do see examples of it from time to time in people and organizations and communities that really mobilize and come together. I just feel like that we're holding on to some things that aren't benefiting us, but that we still double down, triple down on us. And you're right. Yeah. It's not solely white culture. It's, it could be any culture. Yeah. Cause we can yeah. go to any country and they're like, Oh, we love people. And I go, where are the people they don't feel like belong or using <laughs> or there they are. There they are. Right, you know, right. at any time, you know, anytime in the, um, right now, but my brain, I'm very excited about this idea. Of, can we survive without the story? And I, for me, it's an emphatic. Yes, we can, but how is the, what I'm entangled with yeah. given our reference point? Yeah. 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 I, yeah, you might be right. I, I, you know, I, I always, I definitely <clears throat> struggle with myself around this issue of, mm-hmm. um, does the size matter? And I'll, I'll connect mm. this back to what we're saying. In, in that, like you know, I'm very invested in, you know, kind of like trying to revitalize the American project and the things that uh-huh. the best, best parts of what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And and it's undoubtedly. <clears throat> a good thing when it comes to securing natural resources and economic opportunity mm-hmm. that the United States is a unified political entity spanning mm-hmm. a continent. Uh, I mean, you know, we secure our own food and, you know, so on the, on a practical level, yes. on a practical level, it's, it's mostly just good stuff. Yeah. But, but, but how? It's the yeah, how. Yeah. But when you're not, when you're not, in kind of its warm embrace (laughs) when you're not in the middle class and you're not in the upper middle class, when you're not even in the kind of working class, right. When you're, you know, and, and you can, you know, kind of take care of your family and the working class is, is a shrinking uh, demographic in the United States that can like, that can basically take care of themselves and survive and, and save for their futures. When you aren't in that warm embrace, how terrible mm-hmm. that that pol- that political entity must be. I mean, just like one of the great nightmares in world history. Like um, when I think about, <clears throat> so you know, in the in the early twenties, <clears throat> early thirties, in like kind of the um, I know, like so. Let's go. Let's go pre depression. Actually, okay. so oh, good. Twenties, the the tens, the you know, the early twentieth century, like. If you were in America's warm embrace, if you were part of the American identity, like what a heady, exuberant time to be alive, mm-hmm. you know, like to just to be a part of this kind of surging nation. And if you were, if you were in the South and you were a black family in the South, how terrifying and terrible mm-hmm. that, that entity must be. And so, mm-hmm. My, to come back to the size of it is, is that always how it is? Like, is it when you are dealing with with a society this large, this prosperous, mm-hmm. is the underside unavoidably always terrible? Oh no, absolutely! Like, yeah. like evil, like unco- like just just evil, like and 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 irredeemably so if you fall outside of this kind of, you know, like Goldilocks zone inside the the culture. Is that something about to me? Okay. So the related to your thought a moment ago, I just put something on Facebook that said, scratch a bit of opulence and you'll find out who built it and who can't afford mm. it. And they're often mm. the same people. And yeah. so, cause yeah, I was yeah, at, the, yeah. at this graduate hotel in Providence, Rhode Island um, last week. And I'm at this, 
it's Gravity Hotels. I think it's a chain across the U.S. that takes over, takes hotels and revitalizes them and make them more contemporary. And so the Biltmore Hotel in downtown Providence is so opulent. You walk in and you're like, mm. oh, my God, this is it's beautiful. But I know mm-hmm. someone's got to clean it. Also, no, <laughs> you know, I just think about all those things. And I actually feel like those thoughts make me more compassionate, more open to rather than being dazzled by mm-hmm. something or thinking about, I mean, even the queen, you know, the uh, Queen Elizabeth II, right, who died recently a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, how I, I appreciate the critiques. I appreciate that people can both love her and but also like here's some here. She stood for a regime that caused all of this. Mm-hmm. and benefited from it. And I remember seeing a, a TikTok where the queen is talking to Nelson Mandela and she's like, I've probably been to more African countries than anyone. And I'm like, that doesn't mean sh- what the... F-? <laughs> I was like, so you got that lady. I was like, you passing to me does not absolve you from anything that you were doing while you were alive. So yeah. the, the remaking of the her in this moment is fascinating to me, you know? And I've got all the space. So it can be complex. And so that leads me to my last point, which is the complexity of holding the stories can be complex, but we have to be able to look at those stories. That's why I think history can be really, really useful to us. But if we can't stand to look at the past, if we're constantly going, we need to look at the future, we look at the future. That's always going to keep us static as a body of people. And it has a lot to do with um, not really thinking that some people deserve to have the thing that you think you deserve. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, or, or or worse, not worse, or more uh, troubling, that you deserve oh, what yeah. you have when when you, when you have so much, when you have so much ill-gotten motherfucking gains, you know. Yeah. So anyhow, I'll stop it there because. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm, I think we, we can, I think we can, oh my God. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think we can actually stop it there and like, so, okay. and like, let that, let that, let that close us out. So, <laughs> hanging there. um, so, uh, you know, for next time for, um, our next podcast or that stuff, why do you come up with something you want to talk about and we'll, uh, and uh yes. do you know already? No, I don't. Um, I was thinking about you and I was like, what do I want to know about Travis? <laughs> <laughs> and what do I want to know about either him or what he thinks about um, some things? I, that's what I'm, that's the that's the structure. So I'll have that today okay. when I finish walking. Okay. I'll text you. All right, that sounds good. Okay, well it's good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks. Take care. All right, bye bye.